Hey everybody, this is Armando and we're back with the Local Wisdom Slog. Today's topic is um, cable versus streaming services. If you walk into the Local Wisdom headquarters every day, people are talking about what shows they're watching and they're talking about um, what happened last night and whether they watched it on cable or Netflix or Hulu, whichever. And um, I'm joined today by Ganesh and Chris. How you doing? What's up Armando? How's it going guys? Doing, doing good, doing good. Ganesh, what did you watch last night? Anything? Uh, I've been, I've been starting to catch up on Continuum. So okay. it's a science fiction show about time travel. Awesome. Yeah. How, how, how did you watch it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm watching it on DVR. Okay. DVR. So DVR. So um, it airs on Fridays on Sci-Fi. I'm trying to not trying to plug their show, but that's <laughs> that's what it airs. So I'm trying to catch up on the show. So yeah. Friday at what time? I'm not totally sure. Okay. Well, and so you're watching it on DVR. Is it because most of the most of the TV shows that well, you watch air during a time that's inconvenient? No, that's the type of show, and we'll get into this concept of binge watching. But that's the type of show I like to binge watch. Okay. So like, I wait for like six or eight or ten episodes, and I'm just like, all right, let me right. just bang them out. You know. So because. It's it's just hard in this one week to week model that the TV industry uses to keep up with the show. Cause like for example, like a show like Hannibal, Definitely. like I was watching it on a week by week basis, and I would just I just get lost. Mm-hmm. So like that's like how I just feel. I just need to binge yeah. watch the show. It just I, feels like it's a more complete. I agree because I think most of us are watching all different shows at the same time. So it's easier for us to watch one at a time rather than one on Monday, a different one on Tuesday, a different one on Wednesday. Like, just take one weekend, watch an entire show. Next weekend, watch another show. I think it's much easier that way. And that's why I feel that streaming video services are the future. And I think uh, the cable industry needs to adapt and evolve with, you know, the cultural needs and, you know, the different trends that are out there today. I know... um I know, like, towards the beginning, uh, it would sometimes take a while for shows that were originally aired on cable to be released on services like Netflix and and Hulu and Hulu Plus. But it seems like now there's this push for, you know, Netflix-exclusive and Hulu-exclusive content released there first before it's... Uh, syndicated out through other mediums. Do you think that's going to continue to be a growing trend going forward? Are there examples of um, shows or, or series that have had you know massive mm-hmm. success on this model? Yes. Like, for example, House of Cards. It's the best example. It, it's the best example. It's award-winning. Um, it's almost like a classic, you know, political. Yeah. There's very intrigue in there. Mm-hmm. Um... And Netflix is signing more deals. They have deals with Marvel. Yeah. They have deals with AMC. Mm-hmm. Um, shows that have been canceled on TV, Netflix has picked them up for new content. Yeah, it's it's for like, like Arrested Development. Yeah, exactly. Um, Amazon Prime is looking to do the same thing. They release the pilots and they let people vote on them and mm-hmm. let people pick the kind of crowdsource the most popular ones. Hulu is kind of putting out some new individual content. Mm-hmm. So like these services are signing content deals. To not just repurpose content that they're like getting in through their license agreements and whatever, like uh, for example, Netflix just added you know a great show House. They're also coming up with a lot of this original content. Like they're becoming the content developer, not just the content 
you know, the content streamer, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I think it's even great that they're they're uh, going after different audiences too. Right. So you have different genres, like you have um, Orange is the New Black, and you even have uh, kids programming on there too. There's like I, I think original cartoons that are on Netflix for kids, um, and I know Hulu has some some of its own products too. Or shows that they're yeah, they out. developed the confession with Kiefer mm-hmm. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. He played like an assassin who goes to like it's like a one hour mini movie where he uh, confesses to a priest. So yeah, there's definitely unique content on each platform. So. And I, I think this is the first time that we're seeing canceled television shows look to Netflix as like a viable medium to continue the to series. Save them. Like Community, everyone's freaking out. The Community just got canceled. Like, people want to see this. So, I mean, I'm sure they have a deal with Hulu, maybe. I don't know, because I know it's it's a universal product. But who knows? Maybe we'll see that on a streaming service, and it'll be easier for the fans to continue watching the show, even though NBC doesn't think that it's a, it's good enough to stay on TV, on cable. But who really watches cable now? I mean, yeah. I don't have time for it. I know, I know personally I use, uh, I use Netflix and Hulu Plus because the shows I do want to watch don't fall into a time slot that's convenient um, for my for my schedule so I'll occasionally find myself on the weekends binge watching like you said you know a, a, a whole season of uh, a show or you know just movies mm-hmm. what, whatever it is it's I think it's it's convenient yeah um, do you guys think that the convenience is a bigger draw or the content is a bigger draw for people when it comes to streaming versus cable. I thought that it started with convenience, but now that we have these um, these programs that are like, with high production value, like House of Cards, it's going to become a necessity to get Netflix. There's going to be a demand because of the programming. It's not just because of its convenience; it's because the program is actually good. It's high quality. Okay, so I'd like to add, you know, one other thing. Like shows, like some shows I don't think would work on the House of Cards model. Like Game of Thrones. If I don't watch Game of Thrones, when I come to the office, I'm, I'm not going to know what people are talking about. <laughs> so like I'm going to be totally out of the loop. And plus, kind of like a show, like, there is some anticipation, and I guess it kind of depends on the show. As the week builds, we're talking about the show, we're trying to guess what's going to happen, what's going to happen in the book. Is this going to be on there? Is that going to be on there? Is this guy going to die? Mm-hmm. So there is some anticipation level, but I think you have to be on that level show to be to work within the you know the weekly basis yeah. thing. Like you gotta be like top notch, top notch production. Yeah. The week actually plot, helps plot, and you gotta have like really great because that show is mm-hmm. kind of like great, got great source material. Yeah. So it's easy to speculate, and that kind of drives a lot of the conversation. Yeah. A show like House of Cards. It's 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 deviated so much from its source material, because it's like a remake of a British show. So it's just deviated so much that it's kind of like what would we talk about mm. on a weekly basis? Yeah, I should I did some reading on this and um, it's almost difficult for them to promote some of the shows because it's a one and done show. You can watch it the first weekend it comes out and that's it. There's nothing to promote throughout the week. There's no anticipation. There's no speculation. You can't uh, you can't get fans to kind of like guess what's going to happen next because they can just watch it all the way straight through, and it kind of like kills the conversation. So I see that's where like streaming services does you know hit a wall. That's something that they they need maybe figure out. Maybe 
not put everything out all together, but maybe a few days apart, just to build some kind of you know anticipation and um, speculation for the fans. I think it helps just overall the excitement for the show. Yeah, I mean we've uh, we've touched on a lot of a lot of the pros of streaming services, and that's definitely um, you know one of the more social cons of of the streaming services. But one of the uh, one of the other cons I'd like to talk about is from the advertisers' side. So you don't have your standard commercial break, you know, whatever it is, three minutes, four minutes, every every 12 minutes during a half an hour program. How do, how are advertisers going to be able to stay competitive in the streaming market knowing that there's this huge huge, you know, a large volume of their buyers are switching or are adapting more heavily to that medium. Well, I know, I know, for example, Hulu Plus, even if you're on Hulu Plus and paying the money, you're still getting the, you're still getting the ads. But yeah, and, and so I know that, but it's, it's not your standard, you know, I'm not seeing an advertisement for, you know, some drug and then for you know jeans and then nascar i'm not getting a block of commercials it's like a commercial or two and generally it's it's a lot of the same um commercials repeated throughout mm. a, a tv season or, or or series it's it it seems like the the advertisers are going to have to find a better way Product placement. <laughs> you can, uh, who knows? It's an option. Well, For I mean, that kind of that not only puts pressure on you know the advertiser, it also puts pressure on the broadcast networks because they're the ones selling this advert these advertisements, and it's going to raise the bar on how many viewers and the ratings that they that these shows need to hit. Otherwise, they're just going to get canceled. Yeah. So. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like, good content is going to get canceled because nobody's watching it. Mm -hmm. Because it's on the wrong media. And um, ratings in general. I mean, I think the scale needs to be reevaluated. Like, what is a good rating? What is a bad rating? Because people are watching DVR. People are, you know, pirating things. People are still watching it, but maybe in different mediums because the convenience level is not, not, you know, up to par. Yeah, there's, there's really no standard way of measuring when to take something off yeah. of the air. Like you said, the people are watching it, but the the networks might not necessarily know mm. when they're watching it. Right. If everyone's DVRing, you know, one particular show, they might, you know, the backlash might be the network's like, oh, pe- people aren't watching this when we're airing it, let's take it off. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, this flare-up of, mm. of upset fans yeah i just feel like the cable providers are behind and i think maybe that's where we should shift the conversation maybe talk about what they need to do to, to evolve and to survive in a world where people you know want to watch well the first on step, the go and binge and the, the like first that. step is to let me buy individual channels don't make me buy a, a 50 or 100 you know channel package for one or two channels right i watch maybe three to five channels on cable yeah and that's five, me five and i have like 250. Yeah. Yeah. Five channels. Yeah. I, I five, five channels for me as well. Five or ten. I mean, that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I'm all about having apps, video apps. You know, like MLB TV or 
Um, like HBO Go would be cool. Just to watch my PS3, and I have all my favorite channels, and I can watch them through an app. I think that's like the best method. Or on your iPad or yeah. your tablet. And like I've been doing that with the WWE Network, and it's just a network of just content provided, you know, provided by them. Yeah, that's how I've been. Watching. I don't need to watch USA. I don't need to watch the stuff on Sci-Fi. I can just watch their app, and that's it. Yeah. That that brings me to a, another very important piece of content, and that's sports. So there's the. Uh, um, Yankees have their mm-hmm. own their own network, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yes, network. When do you guys think we are approaching or there will ever be a time where sports will be um, sanctioned and streamed through services like Netflix and I, Hulu as opposed to, you know, these websites yeah. that kind of do it under the radar? I think it's just pressure from the cable providers at this point. Because, like, um, to bring up WWE again, they just proved that they can do it. They did their WrestleMania pay-per-view, which is their biggest pay-per-view. They, they streamed it live on their app. And it was, like, something that's never been done before. So it is very possible. It kind of just depends on, you know, the contract situations and things like that with, you know, the channels and the teams. Huh? Well, I mean, for example, like the NBA. Like, I've been watching the NBA playoffs. Like through their app on my iPad, so I definitely think they're free, like the digital space. Mm-hmm. People project like the NFL is like a nine billion dollar thing. People think it could be like worth fifty billion dollars within the next like ten years because wow, of all crazy. this digital stuff. And there's talk about Google getting involved and Apple and all this other stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like the sports stuff is definitely adapting mm-hmm. to the way it is. But yeah, the traditional cable companies definitely not. Would you stick with cable for live content and then maybe? Netflix and Hulu Plus for, you know, streaming services later. Just watching, you know, um, old episodes and. Well, if, if it's a show, I need to watch because if I come into work. Yeah. Right. And I have no idea what the hell. <laughs> and and you, I want to talk spoiled. to them about it. You don't want to get spoiled. And I want to talk to them about it or be part of like the water cooler discussion <laughs> on the show, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Then yeah, I'm gonna then I'm gonna watch it live. Like for example, I'm gonna watch Twenty Four tonight live. Mm-hmm. So, so you can show, talk about it tomorrow morning. Yeah, so I can talk about it with myself tomorrow morning. I'll be the only one here watching it. I'll be the only one here watching it. <laughs> That's a great thing, though. Everybody has their favorite show, and yeah. everybody's watching something different. Okay, so that wraps this episode up for um, the Localism Slog. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we liked some feedback. What shows are you watching? Uh, do you prefer to watch them on cable television? Do you prefer to watch them on Netflix? or Amazon or you know any of the other streaming services. You can follow us on Twitter at Local Wisdom and you can also find us on Facebook at Local Wisdom and Instagram at Local Wisdom Inc. Till next time, this is Armando and this is the Local Wisdom Slog. See you guys. Take care. Take care.